Jason Swain touchdown. It's time for the Swain event with your host, Jason Swain. My man. Real sports talk for the real sports fan. All you chumps are going to bow when I whoop them. It's time for the Swain event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Give it to his mouth and a Rick Flair. See you being bobbing that head. I see you being the key bobbing that head. That's because it's time for the Swain event. Fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. That's why Ben McKee is bobbing that head. Glad that you are with us this evening. It is 8.33 on a beautiful Thursday, January the 11th, uh, 12th, not the 11th, it is the 12th. It's already Thursday. That means we are a few hours away from the weekend. And this weekend, it just hits a lot different Ben McKee, are you ready for the weekend, sir? I am very ready. Absolutely ready. I, I've been looking forward to this weekend since they announced in early September that Chris Lofton's number five was going to be retired. Uh, I've I've been waiting on that. Uh, waiting on this, I, I, sh- I should say. Uh, Tennessee, Kentucky is enough to, to get you excited for the weekend. I, I know Kentucky is down bad right now, and uh, that is very, very enjoyable to watch. But Man. at the end of the day, it's still Tennessee, Kentucky, and it's it's one of the the best rivalries in all of college basketball. It's the most underrated. I don't I don't think people on a national scale understand just how good of a rivalry this basketball game is. It, it's up there with any in college basketball. You cannot convince me otherwise. When when you consider uh, the proximity to one another, you consider that it's it's been. A true rivalry in the sense of both teams winning. I mean, each have won their their fair share of late, and there is a ton of hate in between the two schools. And you know that that's what I think defines a rivalry first and and foremost. So Tennessee Kentucky is enough, but then you sprinkle in the fact that the Vols are playing well. Chris Lofton's going to have his jersey retired prior to the game against his home state team, the the team that did not want him. And he's going to have 15, 20 teammates in the building. Jawan Smith, uh, Wayne Chisholm would be there, but he's playing overseas. But Jordan Powell, uh, just, just so many. Dane Bradshaw, I, I guess he'll be calling games. But I'm, I'm blanking as I try to list a, a bunch of different ones off. But uh, he talked to me last night about or earlier this week, and they're going to have 15 to 20 guys. So it'll be real cool to see all the old heads uh, in, in the building. It's always cool to see guys come back. J.P. Prince, Cam Tatum. Uh, th- those were also some of my favorite players growing up. So I- I'm very excited for the weekend, if you can't tell. Oh, yeah, very, very excited. I will correct you twice here. Um, the ceremony will be at halftime. Um, so if you think you're going to just come to the game, check out the ceremony before the game is leave. No, 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 you got to at least stay at half. See Chris Lofton. You got to stay at half and see that. That number go in the the rafters. I was at uh, Alumni Hall, uh, Turkey Creek earlier tonight. He had his uh, meet and greet from six to seven thirty. Uh, went by and, and saw him and uh, big old line to get pictures and get things signed. 
by him. So that was really, really cool. Uh, the second correction being I'll make is we've been waiting longer than just when they announced that they're going to actually do it. We've been waiting for years, Ben. We've had this conversation for years about retiring Chris Lofton's number. All the times at Dead End Barbecue, all the times we've went to Dead End and had conversations with Chris about, hey, man, we ain't going to stop playing so they can go ahead and retire your number. Oh, I got one more in me. <laughs> I'm going to play a little bit longer. I'm going to go a little bit longer. Chris, why don't you sit down somewhere, man, so they can go ahead and retire your number. And he has officially set on down somewhere because now he's going to have his number retired. I'm so, so happy and proud. Uh, of him i'm happy and proud for for his parents and his, uh, his friends and his teammates the university of tennessee basketball program and uh, before we go any further i just think it's important that if you want to read an awesome article about one of the best basketball players in sec history and his moment read his words, I would encourage you to go check out Ben McKee's article there on Go Vols 247 entitled Jersey Retirement Special for Chris Lofton after literally giving his all for Tennessee. Go and read that article. Uh, we had Chris Lofton on the show today on, on Joshua Swain. I uh, had Chris Lowe on the program. My man played cancer. Didn't want anyone to know because he didn't want it to be a distraction to his teammates. He literally gave his all for Tennessee. So go and check out the article. Again, Ben McKee, Go Vols 247. Jersey retirement special for Chris Lofton after literally giving his all for Tennessee is the title. How about that, Ben? You like that well, plug? I, I do appreciate that. And I will say that that was absolutely that, – that's probably the – the most enjoyable story I've ever written, to be honest with you. Um, and, and it has absolutely nothing to do with me. Uh, Chris Lofton essentially tells his own story yeah. and he, he was so gracious with his time. And I know he's doing a ton of interviews yeah. this week, uh, particularly on, on the radio. And I'm sure he's got other things in the works uh, as well, leading up to the game. But uh, Chris Lofton, if, if you've ever met Chris Lofton, Chris Lofton hates talking about himself, absolutely hates it. And not because he's just not a good communicator or something. He He's just all about other people, uh, th thinks about others before he thinks about himself. Uh, Swain and I have shared on air that when we have gone to dead-end barbecue, it, it's never about, oh, we're having lunch with Chris Lofton and, and Chris has this ego to him or, or this aurora. He, he's always asking Swain and, and even myself, I mean, I'm sitting next to Swain, and he's asking me about the football team. Well, <laughs> that's all he cares about. He, he wants to know what's going on with the football team, and uh, just, that, that's just a, a small example. But he's always asking about how the family's doing, and and he's so concerned about everything else other than him. So I, I appreciate him being gracious with his time and just giving me 15, 20 minutes uh, because that that is not necessarily something he enjoys doing just because he doesn't like being the center of attention. And uh, he he – he gave some unbelievable quotes uh, about, you know, not being offered by Kentucky coming out of high school. And where he's from in Kentucky is an hour and 14 minutes uh, north of Lexington. 
And and then I don't Kentucky just didn't even show interest in him. And then I honestly think that Louisville did him even worse, Wayne, because Louisville offered him a scholarship his sophomore year and then pulled it later on, but kept coming to his games and they just would never completely pull the trigger. So he he had some good quotes about kind of how that hurt him, but also provided that chip on the shoulder that he arrived at with Tennessee and and how that fueled him. Uh, and, and then you mentioned that he he battled testicular cancer going into his senior year and and still went on to be an All-American that year after having treatments all summer long, which is absolutely incredible. Uh, and, and again, speaks to the person that Chris Lofton is in terms of not making it about himself. He only told his parents, obviously, his parents knew, Bruce Pearl knew, and the medical staff at UT Med, uh, and then trainer Chad Newman knew. And then he did tell Jordan Howe later in his senior season because they were roommates, yeah. but he didn't want to give anybody an excuse for him not playing well or, or something along those lines. So it, it was really cool, and, and Chris absolutely made that story. Just, I mean, he had a cool quote about how he was thankful that the transfer portal wasn't what it was back then, what it is today, because he did sign with Buzz Peterson and they go 14 and 17 and he had individual success, but he, he they did not have team success, obviously. And uh, he, he thinks that he probably would have left uh, if, if it would have been like it is today, but that, that, that new era of, of Bruce Pearl and figuring it out on his own to have team success is, is kind of what helped him become the man that he is today and, and I could go on and on uh, about his comments about what it means to his parents and, and how he's going to try to not to, to be emotional this weekend and it, it's just really really cool so I, I will echo Swain's sentiments and encourage the good folks to check out the story that I, I was privileged to write um, last night and, and put it out this this morning and the last thing I'll say Swain I, I said earlier that it's, it's probably my favorite story I've ever written it's because Chris Lofton was my guy growing up that that was my guy him and Eric Berry those were my two growing up and I had a number five jersey when I was in middle school I would sit out on in the driveway for hours after school and on the weekend trying to copy Chris Lofton's threes and the game winning shots the one over KD the 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 one over Winthrop in the NCAA tournament I sat out there for hours in my number five jersey trying to shoot like Chris Lofton He was the college version of Steph Curry before Steph Curry in in terms of having that big of an impact on on kids and kind of how they went out and and shot the basketball even in their own driveway because I was one of those kids. He he was my guy. So so that gave it a little extra special meaning uh, to write this story and and this weekend for me. Yeah, that's cool right there. Man, that is cool. That is cool. 865-255-03 is the number here to the Swain Event Hotline. Give us a call. We'll put you right on hold or, or uh, throw you right on through and uh, just tell us where you're calling from and your name. And uh, we we very, very happy to have you uh, here with us this evening. Ben McKee, go Vols 247. Uh, Jason Swain. Um, text box. Oh, Bulldog Brian, who is a Georgia Bulldog fan. But, man, he, uh, he supports the Swain Event. He's even – called in to, to, to Josh and Swain and, and, and show some love, uh, came over there, followed me over there. So, man, I got love for Bulldog Brian, man. Always very sensible and, uh, man, brings some really excellent points. And he's a Bulldog fan, and that's all good. 
Uh, he says, how about those, how about them dogs, back-to-back natties? Do we dare start talking about a dynasty? I mean, soon, yeah, soon. Soon, they continue to do what they're doing. Then, um, yeah, I mean, Kirby's young, and uh, things are lined up for him to continue to do do what he's doing. So, I mean, I ain't... I ain't they're, my, they're, start, they're starting one. You, you can't mm-hmm. deny that, unfortunately. Nope. The only thing that I will... People are correct in saying that Kirby has surpassed Saban currently, like within this calendar year. Kirby Smart is better than Nick Saban at this moment. But in terms of – there's some that are wanting to start – put Kirby in the greatest of all time conversation, and he still has a lot to accomplish before that conversation needs to happen. I mean, Saban's won – Six at Alabama and one at LSU, and Kirby's been tremendous. He is starting a dynasty, unfortunately. But in terms of the goat conversation, Kirby has a ways to go before he he can enter that one. Although he has presently passed Nick Saban, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean he, he he's won the last two, and one was against Alabama, and yeah, I mean yeah, right now um, Kirby won his first one whole lot younger than when Nick won his first one. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's on pace, but not right now. That's no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. So I uh, appreciate that message of the text box from uh, Bulldog Brian. Intensity football, uh, getting some, 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 some commitments from three players in three key positions, wide receiver, defensive line, offensive line. Uh, won't be surprised if we, See a little bit more um, here soon. Uh, Jawan Mitchell into the portal, starting linebacker. Not a big surprise there. I know there's some folks who are like, what? Why? That's dumb. Why would he do that? Well, I mean, you got to put two and two together. Okay, you got to put two and two together. Understand that Jawan Mitchell wasn't necessarily out there the first part of the season this year. Uh, wasn't out there at all last year, and um, Tennessee got a commitment uh, linebacker already in the cycle. So just kind of put two and two together, and just understand transfer portal work works uh, both ways. So, um, Swain McKee, how much do you like Dante Thornton? Ooh, ooh, I like I like his chain. I. I mentioned it on the show yesterday when I joined you and Josh, and I didn't I didn't get to get a reaction. But uh, did 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 you have to, you know, be careful about standing up too quick after I told you that he had a Big Mac chain and and the Mac stood for murder all corners? Yeah, to be careful. I ain't want to knock down anything off the desk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, had to be careful. I love that man. I love that. Yeah. You know, I don't like no DBs, man. 6'5", he can run. Looks like he's going to be rocking number one just based on his commitment uh, photos. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I don't think Tennessee is done. At least I know that Tennessee is is not done in that area uh, at all. Walker Merrill going to, to Wake Forest. Uh, so congratulations. Good fit for him. Yep, very, very good fit. David Clawson does a great job. Uh, Walker wants to be – he wants to be great. He wants to be good so, so bad. Just wasn't the right fit for him right now. 
at, at Tennessee, and I hate that for him. But I'm a big Walker Merrill fan and always will be uh, as long as he is doing what he's doing and working his butt off. And he'll be he'll be fine, man. I think he'll do a good job there at Wake Forest. So congratulations to him. Um, I mean, you always want players who sign with Tennessee to have a storybook ending at Tennessee. But in today's college football, just – it's not realistic for everybody. You're setting yourself up for failure if you if you are expecting that. So, uh, congratulations to to Walker Merrill. Um, he can start his new chapter there with Wake Forest. And I man, I'll be cheering for him. I'll be tuning in. You know, whenever Wake Forest is playing, um, he's he's a good one, man. He is a good one. So. Saturday, I'm ready for it. Man. I am. Yeah, I well, am ready. I want to ask you this: sticking with the the football team, mm-hmm. I mentioned Eric Berry earlier. He's going into the College Football Hall of Fame. For sure. Fourteen. Fourteen. The, the the does the fourteen need to be retired at some point? Well, you know the football football restrictions, man. They 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 different now. They are. Yeah, they different. are. And and I have I have not looked it up. Um, but what he he won the Jim Thorpe Award, I I believe he was an All American. He's going into the College Football Hall of Fame. Hard not to believe he hasn't checked off the the college requirements. Uh, and he he does own a record, right, with the the return yards. I, I don't know if that's just a, a Tennessee record, but um, again, I'd, I'd have to look it up. But off the cuff, I. I do wonder if, if that's a number that we could see re- retired one day as, as we sit here in the midst of this week and talk about Jersey retirements. Man, Made a pro bowl. It, it is, it is very, very tough in, in football. It's, I would imagine if Al Wilson's hasn't been retired, then Eric's probably is not going to be retired. Yeah. So, for football, um, student-athletes must achieve three out of the five criteria. SEC Player of the Year, a national award, which Eric Berry did that with Thorpe Award, first-team All-American, I want to say he did that, a career record holder in a significant category, UT, SEC, national level upon completion of career, all right, and then there's there's a pro side too, and so man, if he just gets the the pro side, which I'll, I'll find and pull that up as well too, but like it's it's tough in football. It is tough in football. It is as it should be. Uh, oh, yeah. I I am very much pro jersey retirement. I know some older sports fans are can can be against it at times and look I, I root for a team in the Memphis Grizzlies that <laughs> we're, we're retired Mike Conley Mark Gasol and Tony Allen and, and Zebo and, and we had those conversations on the show back in the day I was I was for it I, I believe Eric meets the, the here's, college criteria here's he was a pro. two-time unanimous all-american yeah, here's your defensive pro. player of the year I got your pro uh, inducted into the pro football hall of fame okay. which I think he will do that at some point uh, NFL offensive you do or def- yeah at some point dude he, he was at a high level now Eric played at a high level uh, I know he was uh, five Pro Bowl selections which I, 
I want to say he got right at five or six. And then five. Yeah, so boom. So got that. NFL. Um inducted to the Pro Football Hall of Fame, which well, I don't know that's gonna be like first battle or anything, but like I think eventually that can happen. And then own a major single season or career stat record. So like I don't know if he's done that with Kansas City, but like you have to have three college and three pro <laughs> to get that number retired in the NF uh with Tennessee football. So that's gonna be tough. That's gonna be tough. It's definitely tougher than 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 basketball. It it really is. It really is. Yeah, and and even basketball, um basketball's only had Five players have their jersey retired as well. Uh, it's not like we've been passing out free candy over in Thompson Bowling Arena either. And and I kind of think that we forget as Tennessee athletics fans and, and even I, I think people around the SEC don't realize just how much success Tennessee has actually had playing basketball over the course of its history. I, I mean, outside of – the Kentucky series, I'm, I'm looking at these stats game in and game out and, and writing my stories and whatnot. And it's Tennessee leads the Vanderbilt series all time, leads the South Carolina series all time, Mississippi state and, and so on and, and so forth. And Kentucky's really the only one I'd have to do a complete look, but uh, Kentucky's really the only one off the top of my head that I know for sure that they, they trail in the all time series. And, and even Tennessee, has beaten Kentucky more than anybody in all of college basketball over the course of history. So uh, it's not like it's super easy for, for basketball either. No, you got to have two out of the uh, four here. So first team, all American SEC player of the year played on an Olympic basketball team, NBA all-star. So just two out of the four and then first team, all American SEC player of the year. Boom. That's that for Chris Lofton. So, that's why law yeah, is definitely easier than than football. Yeah, 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 yeah. Easier than football. Not easy. Just easier than football. Because y'all heard Ben talking about something. He was in the backyard, the front yard, with his Chris Lofton jersey on, trying to shoot like Chris Lofton. You know, Ben was a whopping 7% from the three. In his <laughs> 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 front yard. Whopping 7%. 5%. But nobody, nobody in the yard, no hand in your face. Just shooting at the top of the backboard, hitting your neighbor's car, ball rolling out in the middle of the street. You almost got hit by a car three or four times. That ball was not going <laughs> through the rim, Ben. You ain't got the lot. <laughs> hey, I said I was trying to copy a shot. I didn't say I was successfully doing it. Oh, man. All right, we'll take our first break of, of the evening. When we come back, man, we got to talk about this Tennessee basketball team. Are they the number one team in the SEC? Do you, do you feel that way? Especially after watching Alabama, what they did to Arkansas last night. Oh, my gosh. But do you take Tennessee number one in the SEC? We'll talk about that when we come back here on the Swain event. So it's Ben McKee, go Vols 247, and myself. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Guys, 
If you notice a lack of energy, motivation, and drive, it could be Low T. You know you need to stop playing around and schedule your complete health assessment at Low T Center. They now offer the convenience of monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments for just $155 a month cash pay or covered by most health insurance. If you don't live near a Low T Center or you just want the convenience of at-home treatment, all good. Low T Center makes it easy to get started on treatment. Only your first two visits are in person. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment online. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knox Hill for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you, so you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done, and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. Hey there, Swain Event fam. Happy to be back with you on the weekly show. And although our Swain Event schedule has changed, I'm still here on a daily basis to help you with your real estate needs. So if you are still looking for your forever home, give me a call. Jennifer Morris with Keller Williams Realty, 865-257-7897, or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. And go Vols! You're listening to the Swain Event. You don't say! Fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. My man Ben McKee with us this evening. Go Vols 247. Thank y'all for being with us this evening. If you are listening on the podcast, thank you. It's been a fun couple of months. That's for sure. Being a Tennessee fan. Fun. Just not stopping anytime soon. No, nah, I don't look like it, man. Tennessee basketball rolling. Tennessee baseball is set to make another run. And then football. Uh, I like that. I like what happened last year. You know, Josh Heupel wants more and uh, is looking to build more depth and 
running it back again. I think the schedule will be uh, favorable for us in football. So, no, you're right. It ain't going to slow down much uh, at all. Got a lot to talk about, man, um, before before tonight's show uh, concludes. But Tennessee basketball right now, uh, number two in Ken Palm rankings. Uh, I saw the crew, SEC Network. They love it up on Alabama. They think Alabama is the best team in the SEC. Uh, I think Tennessee is deeper than Alabama. But, boy, Alabama's first five. Whew, potent. Uh, they're went against Arkansas, just really pulling away. I got, it was real close, and then three shots later, boom, game was at nine and double digits real quick. Uh, and Arkansas was regarded as one of the best teams or should be one of the best teams in the league, and Alabama on the road just, just handled them. So uh, I personally think Tennessee is a little bit better because they're deeper, uh, defensively really, really strong. But, man, Alabama is really, really good, and that matchup um, coming up in February is going to be epic, Ben, epic. It is February 14th, if I'm not mistaken, Valentine's Day, uh, or the day before or day after Valentine's Day. That week, it, it is going to be really fun. And I don't I don't really know who is better. I mean, we, we can all take our guesses right now. I, I think you really have to split hairs. Mm-hmm. I, I have been saying Tennessee because of what Tennessee is defensively. And you asked me this, I believe, this yeah, I think you've asked me the past two weeks. You asked me when, when I helped you host uh, the, the show when Josh was out and, and then this week when you had me on as, as well. And I've said Tennessee both times because of what Tennessee is, is defensively, but I feel even more convicted in saying that because now Tennessee's offense is, is starting to catch up to the defense. Not necessarily in the sense of it's the best in the country like the defense is, but uh, I I said early in the season when everybody was freaking out, that this this has the makings of a, a top twenty ish level offense once they can get guys back healthy and guys start to click within their roles and you've seen both of those things happen and Tennessee's offensive efficiency ratings have shot through the roof and it is a small sample size but I, I do believe that what you've seen the last couple of games is more so what the offense is than what it was the first month and a half, two months of the season. And also they've just gotten better, which yeah. is what all Rick Barnes teams do. They get better over the course of the season. So uh, because I do think Tennessee's defense is better than Alabama's uh, and the offense is is starting to progress the way that it needed to, I, I do think Tennessee is is slightly better. But I, I think it's one of that one of those things to where – Who's playing at home? That's the team that's going to have the edge <laughs> that night. If, if it's played in Tuscaloosa, Bama's probably a point, two-point favorite. If it's played in Knoxville, which it will be, it, Tennessee's a point or, or two-point favorite. So I, I think you've really got to split hairs. I, I think Alabama does have the best overall player mm. on, on both teams, and that's Brandon Miller. That kid is just absolutely ridiculous. I mean, he didn't take a shot in the first half last night against Arkansas, and then he comes out and busts them for 14 in the second half and, and was talking his stuff uh, along the way. And he, he's going to be a lottery pick, top five, top seven pick. So I think you've really got to split hairs. But, Swain, I, I think Tennessee's slightly better just because it, it literally has the best defense in the country. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you, man. 865-255-03. Let's go to the phones and uh, see who do we have who we have with us this evening. Uh, good morning. Good evening. <laughs> I wonder who this is. 
Hey, buddy. <laughs> How we doing, guys? Who is this? Who? I don't have a clue. I can New phone. Who this? Yeah. <laughs> Turkey yeah. man, what's up, man? Hey, <laughs> hey. Uh, talk about our basketball team a little bit. Uh, I always, I always get nervous when we we talk uh, by fifty uh, against Kentucky. I don't care what they've got. I really, yeah. They uh, got a record that. Uh, Bar none. I mean, I, I sent you some some information there. Yeah. The phone. I don't, and uh, it kind of kind of says for itself. But uh, have we peaked as our as our team? What's the what's the uh, uh, feeling for this basketball team? Turkey man, national championship. Yeah, Turkey man. This team good. This this Tennessee team is better than last year's team to me. So, yeah. I, that, be, you know, I we think know our baseball team. We, we, we worry concerned that, about that, them peeking out. And uh, no, I just, no. I, Tony brings in too much talent every single year for them to to peak out. Both both teams, basketball and and baseball team, have a ceiling of winning the national championship. But it it's not out of the the realm of possibilities that that either win a national championship and and just for a fun talking point, fun hypothetical, me and my buddies were talking about this last night. Imagine Knoxville if Rick Barnes went to the final four, won a national championship, and then Tony Vitello came back and and won a national championship. Like they both won it in the same years. Obviously the 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 chances of that happening are, are very slim just because it's hard to win a national championship and to have the basketball and baseball team do it back to back in a way. That that would be remarkable, but Knoxville would just burst in, into flames if if that happened after Josh Heupel just got done winning eleven games, the Orange Bowl, and beating Alabama. Well, I'm, I'm but they do I'm, have the potential I'm, to do it, Turkey I'm, Man. I'm excited about this, but I, I you know, you kind of want to, you know, make sure that you don't get too excited till that uh, you can't uh, be realist realistic about it. But I don't know, I I. I was wondering just how good, much better can we be, and and what, and uh, what it would take for this player to step up. Uh, that's you know kind of not showed his potential, and uh, I don't I don't know those things. I read I was asking a question on that. Uh, the other question I'm going to ask is football. If it's okay, uh, I know we're going to talk basketball mainly, but uh, uh, I was wondering about. What what is this new uh, east west? What what kind of how's that going to be uh, after this when when Oklahoma and uh, and Texas comes in to the SEC? How how's this thing going to play out in the SEC? Yeah, it looks like it's going to just be. Um, just one one big old happy family, one big old Google conference, and uh, they're gonna basically scrap the whole uh, divisions all together when Texas and, and OU join join the conference. So uh, I don't know if it's gonna be pods or anything like that, but uh, we do know. That well, I think it east to west. Yeah, and I think they're gonna have like three permanent opponents each team. I don't know exactly how they'll come about the three permanent opponents. Like Swain just said, do they do pods or do they just 
write it in on the schedule each year that each team plays this team, that team, and this team. And it, I, I think, Turkey Man, it would be Tennessee or uh, Alabama, Kentucky, and Vanderbilt for Tennessee, which, Swain, you take that all day long because, A, <laughs> you get away from Georgia and the beginning of that dynasty that we mentioned earlier. And, yeah, you have Alabama, but I think you're absolutely willing to make that trade when the other two teams are Vanderbilt and Kentucky. Yeah. If those are the three teams that it ends up being. But I think those are the three that make the most sense for Tennessee. Well, what uh, when you get a chance, maybe n- next week or whatever, look uh, for homework, look at the uh, – at our schedule, uh, football-wise, and uh, Georgia's schedule, and Alabama's schedule, and uh, see what our chances are. Well, Georgia's Georgia schedule, Turkey Man, and, and good to hear from your brother uh, this yeah, evening. Right, but Georgia's schedule, it's it's easy. I saw. I mean, I saw it yesterday. Uh, their, their toughest game is going to be against against Tennessee when they go on the road. So they're set up to do the same thing they did this year. So a lot of pressure on Tennessee to handle business at home. The other McKee says, yo, on the text box. Let me see you guys. Ricky B in North Alabama says, hey, guys, I'm a little late, but I'm glad to see you both. Which player is your biggest surprise so far in basketball? Go Vols. Biggest surprise would probably be uh, Mayshack. Biggest surprise. Really? Yeah, man, his shot totally different. Yeah, it is. It absolutely is. Yeah, he changed his shot. It's, uh, he is, but I his identity is is defense, 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 and to me that that is not surprising because he Rick talked about that all last year, and even as a freshman, he had some impact as a defender as, as well. But I feel what you say. He, he's night and day different yeah, offensively. My my would be Tobe Awaka just mm-hmm. because. I, I did not. I mean, he was a late pickup. Not that, uh, as you and I have talked millions of times, recruiting profiles do not indicate whether a player is going to be good or not. But his recruiting profile was basically nothing. I mean, he, he, he was going to an Ivy League school, A, because he's really, really smart and that type of kid. But he felt like he could play basketball at a higher level, and Tennessee was really his only option. And, and I did not expect him to, to have an impact at all. I kind of thought that he would have a – a redshirt year. I, I would say him or lately it's been Urosh, if I'm being honestly. I actually think Urosh is playing well. Surprising? Uh, Urosh old as hell. You're supposed to be playing like that. I know. Correct. He is supposed to, but he hasn't always played like he's supposed to. And I again I, I think he's playing really, really well right now. His two his two jobs are defense and rebounding. And for the most part, he does a really good job of that. That nothing Urosh is doing is surprising. I mean, he's supposed to be doing it. It is just doing. because he hasn't always done it consistently. I know. I, I, know. Didn't, I, I, I was at the point to where I didn't think he should get any minutes unless there was foul trouble or injuries. I, I thought it should be Olivier, Jonas, and Tobe about three, four weeks ago. And since then, since Rick called him out for his antics, he's he's played really well. Yep. All right, let's go back to the phones. 865-255-03. Uh, good evening. Good evening, Jay Swizzle. My Good man. evening, Big Damon. Big Orange uh-huh. Mac. What up, King? Uh, listen, uh, Tuesday night I had to go uh, across the border into Kentucky 
uh, for viewing up there at a funeral parlor. And uh, it was a, you know, I was in Milecat country, and there was a group of folks talking and standing in line. I could overhear them. Guys, they, they down bad. I mean, if y'all could have heard that conversation, they do not expect to make the tournament this year. They expect to get clapped uh, this weekend. And I heard one old boy say, man, I just can't take getting beat bad by the football and basketball team. So they down bad. They know what's coming. They're supposed to get clapped. And speaking of getting clapped, you know, TCU got clapped about like uh, down there at the Laverne Police Department. <laughs> what? He didn't stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Oh, boy. Hey, Mac, did you say you went to a viewing in Kentucky and y'all were standing in line? And you heard some Kentucky fans talking about the damn basketball team at a yes, viewing. Yes. You supposed to be thinking about the person that just 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 passed away and showing your respects. They over here talking about Kentucky athletics. Nobody care about Kentucky athletics at a time like this. I mean, I'm it is dead you, at the moment. I'm telling, I'm telling you that I, I'm known people up in there all my life. <laughs> I got all them kin folks up there. It's on their mind. Twenty four twelve. Ali, man. Yeah, Lee, he, can't, he can't wait to after the funeral. They 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 down bad. I'm telling you, man. They down bad. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness, man. You ain't got no sense, Mac. You ain't got no sense, man. I wasn't ready for that. I saw you. I saw the story. I was like, man, what they doing over there? <laughs> Man, I'm thinking about just riding around there until I got pulled over, you know. <laughs> Man, people will be serving and protecting, not just serving. Golly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. What is going on? What is going ben, on? how's my nephew doing? Your nephew is doing well. Doing well. Growing like crazy. Good deal. Gentlemen, I'm going to hop off here. I just wanted to holler at y'all real quick. <laughs> Good night. Uh, good night, Matt. <laughs> Appreciate you, Matt. Matt Jones's Twitter timeline right now is a gold mine for Dude, people who hate Kentucky. Man, I popped some popcorn today. <laughs> no. You lean back in your seat. Ben, I'm not playing. I ain't playing, Ben. <laughs> like, I didn't pop a bag of popcorn. I pulled out a jar of, of, <laughs> of seeds, or what do they call it? Uh, kernels. Popcorn seeds. Kernels. I pulled out some kernels. <laughs> and I made the popcorn in a pot. Old school style. I don't have a That's popcorn maker. I, like I had a, a pot. Put a little bit of butter in that thing. Put the kernels in it. <laughs> let it heat up. Pop, pop, pop. Every kernel just pop, 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 pop. Threw it in the bowl. Got on Twitter. Open up. <laughs> Twitter, just leaning on back, search Matt Jones. I just scrolling through the timeline, just scrolling. This is good. They oh. are. Oh, Calipari, he he raised thirty grand by himself. Oh, with the NBA players. Okay, cool. Man, oh, oh, Not what's thirty this? grand? What's th- oh yeah? He trying to get that basketball facility. Remember him and that was the whole reason for the whole basketball school comment because they got a little leak. Thirty million. 
Oh yeah, I'm, I'm at thirty million. My bad, thirty million, thirty million. They got a leak, and so he wants a new basketball practice facility. So I'm scrolling some more. I said, "Oh wow, okay, Mitch Barnhart. Oh, told Cal Party not to apologize for saying it's a basketball school. Oh, this is juicy. This is good. Oh, this is this is awesome right here. This is just good stuff. Like I was, like I was really scrolling Matt Jones's timeline. It was it was great. But that's that's even that's just the beginning of it. I mean, they are in complete disarray down there. They're, they're now talking okay. themselves into a, a big time football season next year because they went out and got uh, the NC State quarterback, right? Uh, O'Leary. Oh, yeah, O'Leary, and, and got, he's really good. And they got Cohen. Don't back. get me wrong. They got Liam Cohen back. Yeah, yeah. Good. Like that, th- those are reasons for optimism. But, but I think it's just hilarious that this past season they were making the same comments. Last offseason, we got Will Levis, potential number one overall pick. He's playing in this NFL system. He's going to have a breakout year. We've got these freshman receivers that didn't go to Tennessee. We're going to have this unbelievable year. And, like, it was still a good season by traditional Kentucky football standards, but they didn't meet the expectations that Mark Stoops has now developed. Or or changed over the course of his tenure, like they they view this past football season as a failure, uh, and then they have their best football players. Although they've had some portal success, their best football players are leaving to go to other teams in the SEC because they don't have enough NIL money to go around. They're they're mad about NIL and they're mad at Mitch Barnhart about that as well because the NIL is is such a disaster in Lexington right now, where their former five stars and and one of their best defensive linemen, Justin Rogers, who Tennessee was heavily involved in during the recruiting process. He's at Auburn now because Auburn paid up NIL-wise and Kentucky would not. So they're, they're mad about that. They're mad about the football season being a failure. And, and then now they're dealing with Cal. And here's my thing about the basketball facility. Okay, you, you need one? Sure, whatever. You would know better than, than me. I don't know what your facilities look like. But – are the facilities going to change the results on the court? I mean, the- John Calipari is college basketball's Jimbo Fisher. His offense is archaic, and he doesn't have the the lust that he used to have as as a coach. He's always been a recruiter and a motivator, and, and the recruiting has has it, they're still recruiting at a high level, but they're not getting the John Walls and the Demarcus Cousins and the Anthony Davises and. And those guys, they're not, and they they've fallen off because of it. They they absolutely have. Hey, check this out. And he he ain't motivating his guys. Oscar Shebways saying after the game the other night when they lose to South Carolina, who they were a twenty point favorite over. South Carolina just lost to Tennessee by forty three points. Oscar Shebways saying after the game that he's having to beg his teammates to fight on the court and play hard. He's asking John Calipari to play walk-ons because they would fight more. It is just an absolute cluster from top to bottom in Lexington at the moment. Who has it worse right now, Kentucky basketball or Florida football? (laughs) Uh, Kentucky basketball. Yeah, Kentucky basketball. Cal needs to dip. Cal needs to dip. They, they they, They both need a fresh start. But here's my thing. I I know – no, well, stay. I don't think it's a, a correct. But see, my my thinking is like it would be good for him to take the Texas job and and get a fresh start. That I 
it's going to take a lot of work to, to get it turned around at Kentucky. And look, you can do it because it's Kentucky and you can get talent. You have the resources to do so. But the fans have turned on him. And I, I think other teams around the, the country are just going to absolutely take advantage of the situation on the recruiting trail and really negatively recruit Kentucky. And, and you, you can make up ground that you didn't have on Kentucky because of NIL now. Um, but I, I, I do believe Cal needs a fresh start. But also, if I'm Texas, am I really going to 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 take Cal? I mean, he has that one national championship and he made some Final Fours, but he he should have more success to show for with the talent that he's had than he has to show for it. The Kentucky fans, they'll 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 be back on the bandwagon. After the season, they, they cannot. They hey, cannot. Stand the moment right he now. signs a big time player, which he does every year, they'll forget about St. Peter's. They'll forget about this season. They'll they'll forget. They always do. Ooh, ooh, look at this well, ball star. They're going to win. They're going to win. I they just signed the number one overall class last month. I know, and they was excited. Next year's class for. I don't really think that's on the forefront of their, their brain at the moment, honestly. I, I think they're obviously aware of it, wow. but they're so pissed at Cal because of St. Peter's and, and South Carolina and losing four out of the last seven, and and they haven't won a tournament game in quite some time. They haven't made a run in the NCAA tournament in, in quite some time by Kentucky basketball standards. They are livid with him, absolutely livid. I was worried that he wasn't going to be able to make it back to his house the other night. Did you? Throwing out fans in the crowd for signs. <laughs> yeah. Saw that. Did you did did y'all catch Big Orange Mac talking about the Kentucky fans at the funeral was talking about Kentucky in the line? What line you think Big Orange Mac was talking about? <laughs> it wasn't a line to, to get a plate of food. You know how we do it at our funeral, so we gotta we gotta we gotta have the, the, the buffet set up after the after the service. We gotta eat. We gotta eat at our service. We're talking about that line. They're probably talking about the line to, to, to view the to view the, 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 the deceased for the last time. They over here talking about Kentucky. Goodness gracious. Yeah, they down bad right now. They are down bad. Well, we'll take a break. Come back and talk more about it. Here on the Swain event. Stay with us. Be right back. Still sitting on the sidelines trying to figure out how to buy and sell in this complicated market? I get it, and I understand why you're hesitant. That's where I come in. Call me, Jennifer Morris, with Keller Williams Realty at 865-257-7897 or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. I'm happy to help answer any questions you have, and whether you're ready to rock in two weeks or two years, I'll be here. Look forward to hearing from you soon, and go Vols! Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. 
Fellas, do you need an annual health exam? I recommend going to Low T Center to get your complete health assessment. They will check all of your levels, not just your T level. In most cases, it's completely covered by your health insurance. And if you don't have insurance, it's less than $100 for a full lab panel and office visit with the medical provider to give you a complete health assessment. Low T Center specializes in men's health, making it quick and easy, even verifying your insurance. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your online appointment. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. The conversation doesn't stop when the show is over. Follow the Swain event on Twitter and like this show on Facebook. Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Ben McKee, go Vols 247. Jason Swain, here with you on a, uh, it was a rainy day today here in Knoxville. But, hard to appreciate when you have good weather if you don't have some bad weather to come through. So, we are appreciative of the weather. And uh, tomorrow, it's going to be chilly. Hopefully it doesn't rain like it did today. Golly, man. You know you get older when you talk about the weather like that. Whatever. Shouldn't y'all feel bad about y'all selves or mocking Kentucky while they're having issues? Shouldn't y'all feel bad? I don't feel bad. I just wonder if y'all feel bad. 865-255-03. Jennifer Moore says, I'm all for a Kentucky meltdown. But don't sleep on the Wildcats this weekend. They want Vol blood. Well, good thing, good thing we ain't playing. Good thing we ain't playing. Good thing we ain't playing. Ricky B says I hit. What about old Narduzzi lobbying the NCAA to change the rules so offenses can't go fast like the hype hype fence? If Saban can't get it done, my guess is <laughs> Narduzzi can't either. Love you guys. I ain't going to say what you really said, Ricky B. Um, yeah, that's not happening. You, 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 you can't stop offenses going fast. Offenses, they've been going fast for decades. They've just been going fast during a certain time of the game, which is two-minute offense. So what are you going to say? No, you down, you down six points, no timeouts. You can't go fast. <laughs> no, no, you're not going to do that. What someone did was say, you know what? What if we did two-minute offense the whole game? And then voila, we got the up-tempo offense, put pressure on the defense, keep them off guard. They can't substitute. You can't stop. Uh, offense from going fast. So that won't happen. That won't happen. As long as you don't substitute, they can't substitute. Simple as that. 
So, no, nah, that's not going anywhere. Chipane says, I have no sympathy for any team. I'm here for the dumpster fires. Whatever helps us, I'm cool with. Chipane, you, you my guy. That's right. That's right. I know opposing fans was getting their laughs off when Tennessee was in our dumpster fire. Vanderbilt fans. Yeah, did y'all did y'all remember how active Vanderbilt fans was on Twitter? Do y'all remember that? They were active. I don't see any of them now, but they were active on Twitter. I remember that. Y'all remember the Keep Butch Jones t-shirts the South Carolina fans were wearing? Huh? You, you remember that? Uh-huh. I remember all that. So, it ain't my fault. It ain't my fault. You got dumped so far. But what's going on in Florida? Um, this 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 is not good for Ben Napier. The last thing you want out there publicly is y'all y'all ain't uh, handling your business after you get commitments and get players to sign in their lives. You don't want that. But that's that's something to watch too. Like Kentucky is like a like the whole yard is burning. And you're just sitting there watching. Florida's like, oh, there's like, oh, there's a little, there's a little brush fire right there. We can keep your eye on it. There's a little brush fire. You might want to see what what happens there. But Kentucky's is like full blown, whoosh. It's whew, Oscar Sheway pleading with his teammates to fight and play with intensity. Ask the coach to play walk ons. Because they'll play harder. I ain't, I ain't never heard anything like that before. Not Kentucky. Nope. Not Kentucky. Uh, the final rankings in football, I'm not about to get worked up about them. You can put Tennessee at five. You can put Tennessee at six. It ain't going to really bother me that much. I understand some folks feel like the head-to-head is more important. We had Chris Lowe on ESPN today. He had Tennessee at five. He values a head-to-head. I understand people that said, all right, well, Tennessee got beat down by South Carolina. So we think Alabama's a better team at the end of the season than Tennessee. Cool, whatever. I don't I don't really care. I don't have a strong preference. All I know is there's many times that you beat teams that are better than you. That's what sports are all about. This ain't baseball where you play a seven-game series. It's not basketball where you play a seven-game series. And you can truly determine who was the better team. But when you play a team once, sometimes the best team, they don't win. Alabama should be the better team. They got more talent, more depth. They should be the better team. They might have the first two picks of the NFL draft. But the third Saturday, October in 2022, Tennessee was the better team that day. And that's all that matters sometimes in football. So, we beat Alabama. Nobody can take that away. Nick Saban can put his team number two in the final polls if you want to. Don't matter to me. We beat Alabama. I don't know what Gershie, y'all don't think he doing. Butch Jones, uh, coach up there at NC State. I don't know what y'all think y'all doing. 
with y'all's votes. But that, it don't really matter. Tennessee won 11 games. Your team didn't. Simple as that. Do you miss anything else, Ben? Basketball, Chris Lofton, Kentucky. Oh, boy, that was good. Uh, Florida. What's going on in Florida? Um, huh. A shout out to the Steelers. Mike Tomlin. Still doing his thing. No, no, not a losing record after all these years. Kenny Pickett. Looks like he's gonna be be the guy. A lot of a lot of positivity there. All right, shout out to the to the Grizz. Shout out to the Grizz. John Morant. He he had to do that boy like that. He didn't have to do that at all. He needs to stop picking on him. Every time he plays Spurs, he dunk on that guy. What what did that guy do to John Morant? Just keep embarrassing him. Uh, he said after the game that he he just didn't learn the first time. So I thought that was a a, a pretty funny quote. But I, I guess my question for you, Swain, on the way out the door or as we approach the door, is what, what are you expecting from Kentucky on Saturday? I, I'm very curious to see what they look like on, on Saturday afternoon. Um you would think that they would come out with their hair on fire, but man, they just are are not playing well. They're they're, they're not playing well on the floor from a pure basketball standpoint. the The chemistry appears off in, in the locker room. It doesn't appear off; it is off. You, you know that just by Oscar Sheboy's comments. Uh, and then John Calipari just just has a million fire the fire breathing dragons breathing down his neck at the moment with that Kentucky fan base that they have their pitchforks out. So there's a lot of turmoil, but you, you would imagine that they'd be able to rally and be motivated to, to play on Saturday and try to play spoiler for what will be a fun afternoon for Tennessee basketball's program. I'm, I'm very curious to see how they show up because I, I'd be surprised if, if they don't show up ready to play just given the rivalry and, and given everything going on. Uh, Tennessee, uh, Tennessee is first in defense and Kentucky's last. Yeah. That's a want I, to. Look, That's if, a want to. That's going to change if, in a couple of days? No, it's not. If, if both teams play the way that they have played up into this season, I mean, Tennessee's going to win by 15, 20 points. There, there's no doubt about that. Maybe more, honestly. They, they may win by 30 with the way Tennessee's been playing lately. And it's a home game and a ton of emotions in the building, I think Tennessee will win. But And, and I don't want to call it a trap game, Swain, because, I, again, I think Tennessee's going to win. But I, I'm kind of throwing, because it is a robbery game, and you know the old saying when it comes to robbery games, throw the records out the door, throw everything that's happened up until this point out the, the window. I'm kind of buying into that to a certain extent. I don't think Tennessee's just going to show up and – Kentucky's going to beat, beat itself. I think Tennessee's going to have to play well because Kentucky still does have talent. Let, let's not make any mistake about it. And, and Cal's teams do get better over the course of the season. Rick, Rick Barnes has been hyping Cal up all week long, but he's not wrong when he says that. Typically, Cal's teams get better as the season progresses. We, we've seen some teams struggle early in the year, and then Cal has them playing as well as they have all year going into the tournament. So uh, they, they still have talent, and, and again, I think it's one of those games that, that Tennessee's still going to have to show up and play well because it is a rivalry game, and likely you can throw the window or the throw the record and everything that's happened up until this point out the window. Well, I, I agree with that. I mean, you still got to show up and play, play a good game, but 
Kentucky has played terrible last two games. Look disinterested in the last two games. And you mentioned Cal having his teams uh, in, improve later in the season. It's January. This start of conference play. So we ain't at that point yet where at least we haven't seen it unless they had an awesome practice today and an awesome practice yesterday because we haven't seen that improvement yet. We may see it on Saturday, but, um, you know, Kentucky beat us down last year there. We handled business here, got up by a pretty big margin uh, at home, and they fought their way back and made the score look better than what it really was. And then we handled business there in the SEC tournament. But, like, when I think of rivalry games and it being close, like, the game against Vanderbilt was that game where Vanderbilt has been struggling. Tennessee is coming off a slap down of South Carolina. And Tennessee is down at halftime. Like, the Vanderbilt-Tennessee game, that game is always closer than what it should be, it seems like, because it is a rivalry game. I'm looking at Kentucky and how they playing right now and how Tennessee's playing right now. Tennessee should win by double digits. I'm just just curious. I guess I'm just curious to see if we do see a different Kentucky team because it is a rivalry game and they they do have talent. That's just – I'm curious to see. But, again, I, I think Tennessee should win by double digits for sure. They look so bad against Alabama. So bad. They they haven't looked good all season. I mean, they they're I think they're ten and seven, I believe, and they don't have any ten and six. They they don't have any quality wins. Uh, they've they've lost four out of the last seven, and the, the good teams that they have played up until this point, they they have not uh, showed well against. I'm trying to pull up uh, the the Kim Palm statistics uh, real quick before we get out of here. He's calling for a 73 to 59 win 14. for Tennessee on, on Saturday. A, a 14 point win for Tennessee gives Kentucky an 11% chance uh, of winning. Uh, Tennessee's best win or Kentucky's best two wins this season is Michigan on a neutral site. That was the game that they played in London and before we got on here, Michigan was was struggling with a an above average Iowa team, and Michigan's been above average this season. They're they're fiftieth in Ken Palm, and that's Kentucky's best win through sixteen games this season. Uh, LSU is their their second best win, going off of Ken Palm's rankings. That LSU is ninetieth in Ken Palm, and, and that's that's Kentucky's second best win. Their third best win, Yale, who is ninety third. In Kim Palm, they, they've lost to Michigan State, Gonzaga, UCLA. They, they got dominated by Missouri, dominated by Alabama, and they did make a, a late run against South Carolina. But South Carolina was in strong control of that game for for thirty of the forty minutes. So they, they were. They're, they're they're not they're not good. To your point, uh, and, and they should win by double digits. Yeah, Tennessee. That is one hundred percent, man. One hundred percent. All right. So this month with with Hiller. The month has just started, but we are already 12 days into the month. New specials with Hiller, uh, heating, plumbing, cooling, and electrical. So when you go out and, and purchase, you call Hiller, you purchase a new whole home generator or uh, a select new HVAC system. Hiller's going to allow you to pick a prize between a 55-inch TV, 
an Apple iPad, a solo stove. Those things are very popular and amazing to be able to sit in the backyard, the front yard, have you do it, uh, and, and, and start you a little fire, man. Start you a little fire, man. Those solo stoves are, are really, really cool. And then, or a Nintendo Switch. So 55-inch TV, Apple iPad, solo stove, or Nintendo Switch when you purchase a new whole home generator or select new HVAC system from from Hiller. Now, when you upgrade to a new tankless water heater, you can choose between that 55-inch TV, that Nintendo Switch, or that solo stove. I have a solo stove. Uh, I love it, man. I sit back there in the backyard, start me a fire. Uh, kids be coming outside. Can, can we roast marshmallows? <sighs> okay, let's let's roast some marshmallows. But ain't nothing like a solo stove. Love it, love it, love it, love it. That is Hiller. So not a better time right now to get those home um, replacements taken care of because they got some awesome specials right now. And um, we're going to hook you up for this month. So go to their website, happyhiller.com for more details. I use Hiller. Um, last time Ben was at my house, man, messed up the toilet, had to call Hiller. So Hiller's great. Come on now. You you know that's the Brad Matthews special. <laughs> I'm just joking. I mean, look, I, I I used your toilet plenty, but I'm just joking. I, I never messed it up. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But no, I use I use Hiller, and um, I'm not. I don't try to get cute. I don't think I'm Tim the Two Man Taylor. Oh, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. No, no, I'm not about to do it. I'm gonna call Hiller. I'm good. I'm gonna let the experts do it. I'm not getting on YouTube. <laughs> Some things, huh? There, there's been some things that that you've tried on your own. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I'm I ain't getting on YouTube like oh I'm gonna do this. Nope, Mm-mm. I'm calling Hiller. Matter of fact, I'm not even calling. <laughs> I'm getting on the website and booking a appointment online. I don't even want to talk to anybody. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> just just book me an appointment online. Book me an appointment online. Hiller, come on out and fix these issues. I ain't got time to be messing with them. So love me well, some Hiller. My my my, my favorite Swain moments are when you you begin to try and fix a problem at your house you, you would spend the entire show all morning long pondering how you are going to attempt to fix a problem yeah. and you walk out immediately after the show take a look at it maybe try a thing or two <laughs> and then realize nope i'm not doing this and then you call hiller no nope. those are my favorite moments yep 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 because like you I won't even say it's like a man thing because like, this is, this is just a, uh, when you have that dog in you, when you have that mentality, in you, it could be a woman too. Like, like I can, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. And then you start, you're like, no, 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 I don't need to do it. Cause if I mess it up, it's going to cost me more money. So let me just go, let me just call the experts. So that's what I do. And I call Hiller. I don't mess around. I don't mess around at all. I just call Hiller. They come out, handle the business. They do a great job. And uh, I'm so, so happy that the Hiller is a sponsor here, here in the program. Ben, um, it's about that time, my man. We got tomorrow, it's Friday, then Saturday's Chris Lofton Day. And the game is at, is, is, is early in the day, so we're going to have time to celebrate during the day after the game so the game is not like not like super late like the last time we played kentucky at home where like i had to carry my kids out 
they were sleep. <laughs> I had to carry my kids out of the game. They were so so sleepy. The game started so late. So man, I'm I'm fired up, man. We've been waiting on this on this day for years, literally, to see Chris Lofton have his number retired. So happy for him. So proud of him. And um, this basketball program wouldn't be where it is today if it wasn't for Chris Lofton kicking that door down and making Tennessee nope. basketball more attractive. That is for sure. He played as big of a role in Bruce Pearl getting going at Tennessee as, as Bruce Pearl did. I, I think back to the game that kind of got the Bruce Pearl era going, and it was Tennessee's big win over Texas on the road, Chris's sophomore year, Bruce's first season. And Chris was awesome in that game as he was uh, in, in so many so I'm I'm thrilled for him. Uh, it, it'll be really cool, but thrilled more so for him just because of how special of a person he is. He he completely deserves this moment, and and I told him earlier this week uh, because he he's dealing with a lot this week. He, he told me that he's been working on getting around 130 tickets for family and and friends, and 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 that's on top of the people that are friends of his that got their own tickets and are coming to the game. And and so he's been having to, to deal with that. And I can only imagine how <laughs> frustrating and sh- stressful that task would be, but uh, also has a ton of teammates coming in 15, 20 teammates, he said, and uh, doing a lot of interviews as we discussed earlier. And uh, it, there's a lot going on this week. And yeah. I told him that I, I hope he's able to take a, a moment and reflect and, and really soak it all in because he, he is deserving and, and he means uh, so many, so much to, to so many. Uh, last thing on the way out the door, what is your favorite Chris Lofton moment? Mine, mine's easy. Mine's the the game winner over Winthrop in the SEC or the NCAA tournament. I vividly remember getting off the bus when I was in fifth grade, and that was before every single tournament game was on television. So you would get one game that was scheduled to play, but then you would need that game to to finish early in order for you to, to catch the game that you wanted. If you were lucky, you got to catch the tail end of your favorite team's game, and, and that happened to be the case with Tennessee Winthrop because it's two versus 15, and obviously it's Winthrop. Tennessee was expected to win by plenty. Uh, did not go that way, but I'll never forget that, that shot that, that Chris had, not only because it was – an NCAA tournament winner, but the difficulty with two players in his face and he's falling out of bounds. And I remember asking him about it on the show and him saying he couldn't even see the backboard, couldn't even see the rim. He just shot it. And that, that is by far my all time favorite Chris Lofton moment. Yeah. I'm going to go, I'm going to go with how Chris Lofton led, um, the number two ranked volunteers into Memphis. He dropped only seven points in the game, but they knocked off number one ranked Memphis. Derrick Rose was unbelievable. He had 23 points, but I think about Chris Lofton's freshman year, Buzz Peterson, and then um, where Chris Lofton had helped take this program, going into Memphis and, and knocking off the number one rated team and then being number one um, for a little bit. <laughs> I think about that moment, man. I do. And 
Chris' favorite moment, his favorite shot is the shot over Kevin Durant. Uh, we asked him that today. That's what he said. The Winthrop shot is amazing because he was damn near out of bounds. But like that moment, I remember where I was. I remember who I was with. And I remember my uh, feelings during the game and after the game when they beat Memphis. So that stands out to me uh, the most. God, man, this is this is great. This is great. So happy for for, for Chris Lofton, uh, his teammates, our, our program, and it's gonna be a great. one. hope hope everyone's able to to come. For Ben McKee, I'm Jason Swain. That is um, the January 12th edition of the Swain event. We hope you have a great rest of your evening. If you're listening on the podcast, thank you uh, for checking us out. Thank you for continuing to rock with us and uh, staying with us uh, through through the changes. Ben's doing his thing. Go Vols 247. Go read his article uh, on Chris Lofton. It's, it's amazing. It's really cool to see someone that grew up uh, wanting to be like Chris Lofton and big fan of Chris Lofton um, do a job that now he can interview Chris Lofton in one of the biggest moments of Chris Lofton's life. I think it's cool that um, being able to do that and now have a relationship with, with Chris. So, uh, funny how how life works man but both are good people being good dude and, and chris is a great guy and that's what happens man the universe brings people together for a reason and i think it was the reason why uh we were all kind of brought together then so really cool article, i appreciate that and i encourage everybody to go and 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 read it tell somebody about the show Share the show with somebody. Be on, be on back with us next week. Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Again, for Ben McKim, Jason Swain. Hope y'all have a wonderful, wonderful evening. Peace and much love. We are out. <laughs>